What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me, I'm Sydney. And it's your boy, D. Glasper. What's going on with you guys this week? Unfortunately, last week, we meant to come back with another uh, show later in the week in order to give out some uh, NFL predictions for week two. That didn't happen, but um, today we're going to do some predictions for week three, as well as talk some basketball with both the conference finals being 3-1 at this point. and we're going to talk a little college football now that um, it seems like most conferences are are getting ready to be up and going now in football uh, after a couple of them ended up saying that they were going to sit out. But uh, at this point, it seems like all five power conferences will be back in play uh, at some time in October. But uh, let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals with the Miami Heat being up 3-1 on the Boston Celtics, which is a shock to everybody, I would think. Um, Even the most avid uh, Heat fan would, if they were being honest, would say they didn't see Miami being up three games to one through four games. Um, I am the most avid Miami Heat fan. as you know, I've been a Miami Heat fan since 1998. So uh, the Tim Hardaway, uh, Dan Majero, Jamal McGlore, uh, Jamal Mashburn, like those Heat teams, um, you know, even, you know, later with the Karan Butler. I've been, uh, you know, I've been Eddie Jones, that, that Heat squad. Yeah. Being mad because we traded away Lamar Odom for Shaq. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, big no big, big, big Heat fan. And um I like I said, I actually picked the Celtics in this series. Um yeah, on the last episode we did, I picked the Celtics yeah. seven. Yeah. Um because I did not think that the Heat would match up well with the Celtics guards. Um but Kimber Walker has not been playing great. Uh, offensively, he had one like really good game. Yeah, and then you know he's always kind of been somewhat of a, a liability on the defensive end uh, of the court. And then just you are just you're seeing Miami play really good defense on the Heat stars. Um, you're not seeing Tatum get going a whole whole lot. You're not seeing Brown get do anything crazy. Like you're stopping their stars that have the ability to go off from going off, and you're getting production from, you know, players all up and down the roster, you know, where you, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the big story being Tyler Hero, obviously, um, has captured uh, the hearts and minds of a lot of people, becoming the number one selling NBA jersey, <laughs> which is wild to me. Um, but you know, I think there's a little bit of that great white hope thing going on there. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they they love to do that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Tyler Hero thinks he's white, guys. Uh, so I yeah, think a lot he, of people go. He obviously doesn't think that. 
a lot of a lot of people gonna be in for a rude awakening when they start getting to know the real Tyler Hero. <laughs> but uh, no, this is no he he's out here hooping. Um, had the best conference finals performance, scoring performance by a player under twenty since Magic Johnson. Um, by putting up thirty seven. Uh, and the only only other player as a uh, under twenty years old to ever put up uh, that kind of number in a conference final has been Magic Johnson with forty two um, in a conference finals game. So Tyler Hero is playing really really well. Um, but really, it is the Heat's defense um, has been stifling having defenders that can defend multiple positions, and then having like that one. I, I don't know. I mean, you got. LeBron James, who can defend pretty much five positions in the league, right? If he needs to. Yeah. And you've got Bam Adebayo. And how many other people on the list? Like, mm. how many other people do you feel comfortable? Oh, I'm going to put this dude on a center, or, you know, I, I, I could put this dude on, uh, on Tice, or I could put him on Giannis. Or yeah. I could put him on Kimball Walker, or I could put him on Jason Tatum, <laughs> like and feel comfortable in all of those different scenarios. I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not too many of them. It's not too many of them. And then an interesting, another interesting thing about this team and what they're doing and how they're doing it um, is, you know, the Heat get a whole lot of flack still for the big three era and a lot of people feel like, you know, they, they didn't do it the right way. They kind of came into, you know, the cheap, easy success. Yeah. But you look, you look at this roster now and they only have one guy on the entire roster that was a top 10 pick one person. And can you guess who that one player is? I was about to say, I because I, I know need... you're not a Heat fan, so like, can you guess who who the one player who was picked in the top ten in the draft? I know, I know the answer to this question. It's somebody who don't play that much. Was it Iguodala? Yep, it's Iguodala. Yeah. Iguodala was number ten because everybody um, else was about eleven through fifteen, something like that. Yep, yeah, eleven through fifteen with Jimmy and Jay Crowder being, you know, way later. Yeah. Uh, I believe was undrafted. Yeah, he went undrafted. Yeah. Eric Jones Jr., second round guy. Um, but yeah, man, this team like they 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 built it. They're very. Um, they kind of remind me of uh, the grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies teams. Yeah. Um, except just a little bit more talented offensively. Yeah. Um, because so I was gonna I, say they remind me of. The Pistons, the Detroit yeah. Pistons that upset the Lakers. Yeah. Um, that's what they remind me of, except they shoot way better. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll get, I guess, into a little bit more kind of X's and O's later or, or just a little bit more game action, but you brought up the Lakers. So so let's talk about that series because that's that's a series that even though it's 3-1, in both of these series, they're, they're both 3-1 series, but all of the games have been very, very interesting. Yeah. With the exception of the game one of the Lakers Nuggets series. Yeah. Um it, well, no, yeah, the game game three was kinda a, a pretty easy win for the Nuggets as well. 
Oh, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, still, for the most part, you know, have, have you've had a lot of intrigue, had a lot of good games in both of these series. So what are you seeing, you know, from that Lakers-Nuggets series? And then, like, are you looking ahead already to the Lakers being in the finals? Or are you shaking in your boots because you know that uh, that the Nuggets down 3-1, this is where they pull out the Infinity Stones. Uh, <laughs> so last week we got on here, I said Lakers in six. I said I respect Denver, Jokic, and Jamal Murray are amazing. Uh, Porter has really stepped up, Paul Millsap. Um, that was Lakers in five. I thought Denver was going to take one of the first two games, uh, and they didn't. Game three was a must win for them, and they won it, and then they lost game four. It's over with. This isn't the Clippers. This isn't who – I can't even remember who they played before then. This this isn't that. <laughs> this is that. Yeah, the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this isn't either of those teams. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to come out tomorrow night and put their foot on their neck. Like, it's, it's going to be over with. Um, I, I, I think that phrase is retired, by the way. Is it? You're not putting foots on necks. Oh, we're not doing that no more? Because, um, you know, what else we can we, do. We protesting against people putting foots on necks. All right, so tomorrow uh, we're going to come out and suffocate Denver. Oh, my God. I don't think that's better. Oh, man. Oh, God. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think we go ahead and put it away. There's no reason to, to play around with them any longer knowing what's ahead and knowing that um, Miami is in the same position to where they can wrap it up and – you don't ever want to be the ones going six, seven games while your next your next matchup is sitting and relaxing for too long. Well, um, I do not think that y'all are going to have that necessarily worried about only because I don't think the, the Celtics just go home tonight. I mean, oh, no, they might. I, I said that the situation but, is the same. Yes, yes. The situation is the same. They could very well go out there and win the night and then that series is over with. I don't think it is. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but that's the situation, you know? Um, Jokic and Jamal Murray are amazing. Jokic, I've been, I've been on his bandwagon. Murray has really emerged during the bubble, but last night, the shots that he was making in the lane, in the post, Time after time, left hand, right hand. He was going behind his back. He was doing whatever he wanted to. And just knowing that it was going in, that dude is amazing. Yeah, he he he's very – the thing I like about watching him play, he's so creative around the rim. Like, like that <laughs> that layup uh, around LeBron is, is not going to get talked about as, like, nearly as much as it should because mm-hmm. – they lost that game and they're going to lose the series pretty handily. Yeah. But man, that was one of the most amazing things that I have seen on a basketball court. Uh, in, 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 I, I want to say in a long time, but this bubble has been ridiculous. Yeah, it's man. been ridiculous. Um, because I mean, you talk about the, the bam at a bio block on Jason Tatum at the, at the end of the game, that was, uh, you know, something insane. The Kimball um, Walker pass we talked about. Kimball Walker pass um, that 
nobody that didn't even I don't even know if it made Sports Center because the play after it, it. yeah, correctly yeah. after. Um, and Kimba had another one of those moments in this series. Um, you yeah, know, he where he went down and, and had uh, you know, a crazy shot, and Tyler Hero dribbled two feet in, inside the three-point line and decided, nope, run it back to the three-point line and shoot it in somebody's face. And that is just like, bro, how many times is Kimball Walker going to have a situation where he makes an amazing play and then somebody is just like, yeah, you're not important, dog. Exactly. <laughs> like, he makes like a, I'm talking about one of those uh, NBA where amazing happens moments yeah. and canceled by another one. <laughs> Like amazing only supposed to happen like one time a game and this happening like his moments ain't even lasting thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um I feel really bad for Kimball. I feel really bad for him. But yeah, this so the most surprising thing to me, honestly, in this series has been one, Anthony Davis has struggled to go Jokic. Like Jokic Jokic was doing what he wanted to do with Anthony Davis those first three games, and that kind of shocked me. Um, me at all. It, it definitely shocked me. I thought he was going to be able to do better, do better defending him. Um, Dwight Howard is doing exactly what we need him to be doing, but he's been doing that all season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it, that. At the end of the day, it comes down to what it's been coming down to. Who gonna stop LeBron? Who gonna stop Anthony Davis? And ain't nobody doing that. <laughs> exactly. So, so play devil's advocate against your own team here. If if the Nuggets were gonna do what they do, because they have not lost an elimination game in 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 these playoffs. Yeah. So if the if the Nuggets were wanting to continue that and and, and come out with a win in this series. What would you need to see happen from like what do you think that they need to do um that could give them a realistic chance of winning this series? First thing they have to do is keep Paul Millsap from guarding Anthony Davis. That's the first thing they would have to do. That that's not gonna that's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. AD gonna eat all day. The second thing is what they've been successful at this whole playoff. Well, the whole bubble is a Jamal Murray, Jokic pick and roll. That's it. If they can execute that the way they've been doing it, they can they can beat us because Jokic can knock down threes and he has the threat, of course, to attack the post and get what he wants inside the post. If they're executing that the way that they've been doing, that's their key to success. Like I say, it's only so much you can do against LeBron or Anthony Davis Sure. The rest, the rest of our role players are hit and miss. None of them are consistent, you know. And and Denver is a better three point shooting team. We're not gonna. We can't keep up with y'all shooting threes on most nights. We'll have. A so I, I'll ask this question because I thought that this was a bigger <laughs> deal than most people made last night. Um, if Jokic is out, is not in foul trouble last night, do you think that y'all still win that game? If Jokic was not in foul trouble, um, that definitely played a huge factor last night. I think we still win, though. I do think we still win. 
Because he was off the court for long stretches. Yeah, especially in that fourth. Uh, yeah. And as soon as he got in in the fourth, he ended up picking up another foul and having to sit right back down for a yeah. while. Yeah. And so it's just, it, it, you know, it, that that is something uh, in that series that, you know, uh, last night I actually did, I did think the Nuggets were going to come away with that game, the way the game was playing out. You know, but when he went down with foul trouble, it was just yeah. like, okay, well, well, now there's not that second player to counter. Yeah, because you can't you can't trust like a Jeremy Grant in that spot. <laughs> you know, even though you know he had and, and they, moments. This yeah, time, and but. they and they role players have been playing really well. Michael <laughs> Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, Grant. Um, who was it? Monte Morris last night. Mm-hmm. That, that that team that team is so good, top to bottom. Yeah. Um. Gary you know, Harris. They still missing. You got to remember they miss. They, yeah, they missing Will Barton. Yeah. Um. And so that's a that is a really good Nuggets team, and and I I think you know, um. You know, this is just the worst matchup that they could have gotten in this. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. This is this is just a team that they don't really have an answer for um and you know and and i'll go to my side you know uh looking at heat celtics i would say um i honestly (laughs) it would not surprise me if the celtics came back and won the series yeah right um do i think they will no but um this is a series where every game has been a couple of possessions overtime. Um, there is not a whole lot of difference between these teams. Um, and, and what you're going to see is rebounds and ton- turnovers, turnovers, yep. rebounds and turnovers. If the Celtics can force some and not turn the ball over as much, um, because they do have a little bit of a size advantage, not a little bit, they have a lot of a size advantage, um, you know, uh, even with, you know, being a quote unquote smaller team, Yeah. Uh, you know, cause you know, they run Jason Tatum at the four a lot and he's six, eight, you know, um, but you know, Jalen Brown is also six, eight, <laughs> like <laughs> Gordon Hayward is, is uh is pretty sizable guy and they got him back uh they played great defense Marcus Smart is a is a bigger you know two guard uh so they've they've got some size and so like those long rebounds or just they, they're able to muck it up in the paint so they have been kind of winning the rebound in battle um and if they can it if they can continue if they can really really you know lock in on the boards then they could they could get this series for sure they do have to get more production from their stars though Uh, they are not getting they're not getting the production in those big moments from their stars that you would think that they game four the fact that the turnover they had 19 turnovers to miami's eight i think it was yep and then the slow start for jason tatum no points in the first half he comes back in the second half and scores what 28 but Mm -hmm. it becomes a too little too late, you know? Um, so like you say, the production that they're getting from their stars and they have to turn the ball over less. They have to. Yep. And they and they have to and they've done such a great job of stopping Miami stars. 
or stopping Miami star in Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah. They've slowed Jimmy Butler down um, as much as, you know, can be expected. He, he hasn't really had very many great offensive performances. Um, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to just come out and say it because somebody got to say it. Jimmy Butler at the end of these games in these playoffs is fucking mind-blowingly annoying. Like every like in the in the Buck series at the end of every close game, Jimmy Butler was throwing the ball away. You know, seeing a unforced turnover, you know, like not calling a timeout when you could just turn and turn the ball over when you could just call a timeout, right? With a few seconds left and then giving them a quick possession and a quick basket to get back in it. Uh, you know, going up to the to the line with less than 10 seconds left and splitting free throws. Um, he's done that in multiple games. And you're not talking about a guy who misses a lot of free throws. He's been shooting 84% from the free throw line in these playoffs. It's literally in those last couple of seconds of the game, he just yeah. always splits those. Um, you know, he's still making great defensive plays at the end of the game. But, you know, offensively and at the free throw line, he's having those mental lapses. Um, but they've done a really good job of shutting him down for three and a half quarters. And then he always seems to, you know, make a shot in big moments, you know, make a play in big moments, but it's been hero at coming out party in this series because they can't stop anything that has to do with bam on a pick and roll, no matter who's running the pick and roll. Um, and Hero has just been send whoever you want to guard me. Send Marcus Bart, send Jalen Brown, send Jason Tatum, send all of them. And honestly, isn't this what we expect? Isn't this what I know I have and a whole lot of other people have been saying? If Jimmy Butler is your best player, you're not winning a title. And in this instance, Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero have been able to make up for what he's been lacking in a major way. In, in the way that has them a game away from the NBA Finals. Yeah, and and I, I would say that Jimmy Butler is only the Heat's best player in reputation because I don't think he's a better basketball player than Bam Adebayo is right now. And and there's an argument to be made for that. There like, is. I, I, like I would I would I would go so far as to say. Um, Bam Adebayo is actually the best player, but because he's so young, he's only in his, this is only his second year. Uh, maybe his third year. Pretty sure it's his second year. Yeah, I think it's his second year. Yeah, this is his second year in the league, and to go from, you know, rookie to all-defensive team and all-star, you know, starting to get a little bit of, you know, on the offensive game, super athletic, runs the pick and roll well, can bring the ball up the court, you know, has has the nice mid-range game working, actually can shoot the three a little bit too. He doesn't, but he can shoot. He, like he, He's one of those players that is going to be special to watch for a long time. Yeah. And I think Tyler Hero is also – a player that's going to be special to watch for a long time. And so it's just cool to see, you know, that happen, that be able to happen in the draft um, and, you know, not be a bought team. But from, from every indication, I know the Heat 
no matter what happens this if they go and they beat the Lakers in the championship, the Heat's still going look to add a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's a promise that they made to Jimmy Butler as well. So Yep. So oh. it's so, not gonna be like, oh, this is the Heat team you have. Yeah. On. Yeah, no matter what happens. Yeah. Um something I came across yesterday, which is crazy to me, uh Dad's D'Angelo Russell. If he could have a big man, big man for the next ten years, you know who would that be, or what he sees the big man of the NBA, the most prosperous one, being over the next ten years. And his answer was Bam. Even playing along somebody like Carl Anthony Towns, you got an NBA player that's going to say, "Hey, no, Bam is going to be that guy for the next ten years at that position," and that's it. Don't get you know no higher praise than that, you know. Yeah, um, uh, for sure. So, so um, let's let's have one more conversation about NBA it's brief and then let's move to college football but um going ahead and looking ahead because I don't think either one of us has either of these teams coming back and win those series so hey, looking, I, I got Celtics what you mean sticking to my pick man are you are you are you really I mean I can't stick to my pick because I think I had Boston <laughs> at six so I yeah. got Boston at seven now sticking okay. to my pick all right well um we know that the likelihood of that happening is very, 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 very slim. Uh, um, crazy things have happened in this cra- book. Crazier things have happened for sure. Uh, but uh, it's looking like we're going to get Heat Lakers, which is something I know uh, Lakers fans have wanted for a long time. Have they? Uh, the Lakers fans that I know, um, the you know, I, I thought that we got robbed of. Uh, a couple of Lakers Heat finals uh, when Shaq was was traded to Miami. Um, you know, you guys getting put out by the Spurs, um, which I felt like y'all should should have beat those teams. Um, you know, and and not getting to meet up there, and then you know, not really getting to have a a, a playoff series where we got to see D Wade and and Kobe go at it. Yeah. Um, you know, not getting to see. Um, you know, the Heat then came into into kind of the height of their powers when the Lakers started losing some players and getting a little bit older. Um, and so like we never got the we never got Kobe Wade, we never got Kobe LeBron. The year, the year. Um, OKC made it to the finals. That was that was the biggest. That was our biggest shot. I said it was gonna be whoever won that series was going to be who made it to the finals that year. It was OKC. Yep, and, and it, it, it's just been, you've always kind of had that underlying, like, we see y'all over there, <laughs> you know, um, with with the Heat kind of for the last, I mean, honestly, in this millennium, the Heat um, being what's been, I guess you could say, the most consistently their team in the East. and in the West, you had, I mean, it's been, you know, Lakers, Spurs, yeah. uh, Lakers, Spurs, Warriors now uh, with, with the Warriors' recent run. And so for us to have not gotten hate, uh, Heat Lakers at any point with all of the different storylines between the different players on those teams, um, I think this is going to be really exciting um, just to see this. And you do have a good storyline there with LeBron going back to play a team that he basically left for dead, you know? Yeah. Um, 
the only nobody thought would would be back anywhere near this this soon. Yeah, this soon, this soon. Honestly, the only bad storyline that could be in the finals is anyone regarding Denver. Like nobody. <laughs> Right, there's nothing to see there. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing that nothing that we can talk about. But Boston, Boston Lakers or Miami Lakers, those are both good storylines. Um, it's gonna be interesting. I I know this is something you said. You said you hoped that it came to this uh, when the playoffs started, and I, I told you no, you don't. And I still feel that way. So, um, but but I also I'm not as concerned about the winning as I am because look, bro, we have won enough. Yeah, you've overachieved. Like we have done enough to. I honestly think you know. I think if we lose, we have a better chance moving forward because I do think that you know you do have a, a Giannis waiting in the wings that. Like, you just kind of show Giannis, like, that team you got over there, that ain't it, Chief. Yeah. And, you know, like, you're not going to be able to get a, like, you're not going to be able to get a guy to come to a city like Milwaukee. Like, LeBron didn't get Kyrie to come to Cleveland. LeBron went to Cleveland because Kyrie was there. Yeah. Right. And then he was able to get a Kevin Love, but, like, you can get a Kevin Love. Like, I guess, like, but that's not what the Bucks need. Like the Bucks do need another star, mm-hmm. and they're you're not gonna get a twenty something year old uh, athlete at the peak of his powers, at the peak of his money, and the peak of his fame to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go live in Milwaukee for any amount of time. <laughs> like it's just not gonna happen. So so I but I also don't think if Miami wins the title, I don't think. Uh, seeing what was just done to Kevin Durant, I don't think that uh, uh, in terms of the the public perception, yeah, I don't think that Giannis is going to sign up for that because I think Giannis cares a whole lot more. Yeah, and I was going to say that I don't think Giannis goes regardless at this point, just because y'all were the team that did that to him. You know, if he ended up being put out of the playoffs by a different team. I think it would have been a whole lot easier for him to be like, you know what? I'm just going to join Miami. I'm going to go join Miami. But for Miami to be the team to have eliminated them in the manner that they did. uh, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able, I don't think he's going to be willing to take the scrutiny that comes behind. uh, Like you say, the same thing that Kevin Durant got. I don't think he's willing to take that on to go join Miami. Sure. So if it comes down to Heat Lakers, um, what's your prediction? How do I do this without being disrespectful? Um, (laughs) (laughs) If if it comes down to Heat Lakers, I'm going to take the Lakers in six. Uh, I'll take the Lakers in six. I still, uh, I'll take Lakers seven. Um, and this is so Anthony Davis can't have the rebound struggles that he has been having 
against the Nuggets. He can't he can't have that against the Heat. If that happens, you're not gonna win the series, much less. Yeah, I don't see that being a problem uh, against Miami. Um, but then you also have the the situation where the Nuggets don't have any individual defenders that can do anything against anybody. They play <laughs> decent. They play decent team defense. Yeah, they play. But defense. they don't have any individual defenders. So when LeBron says. I get out the way. I want to go do something. Ain't nobody that can even make him think, okay, let me not do what I'm about to do. Um, And same with Anthony Davis. And and so because you have to give so much attention to him, the Nuggets are having to give so much attention to him with their team defense. What you're seeing is uh, you guys having role players um, like even like Rondo can now hit, you know, that wide open three pointer. Yeah, but if you if you sag off of them, which you know sagging off of them is still a better option than letting LeBron go one on one with exactly. whoever is guarding him to the rim. Um, but you're not gonna have that issue with LeBron in particular with Miami. They've got players that can slow him down, or that can make him work a little bit harder on the offensive end for his buckets um, in Iguodala, Crowder, Bam, uh, even uh, Derrick Jones Jr. is super athletic um, and can stay in front of LeBron. And so you've got a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different guys to be able to throw at him um, in particular. I, I mean, the only person on the court that has a chance to guard him Bam is, I mean, uh, Cardinal Anthony Davis is Bam, um, but they're not going to sit Bam on AD the whole game either. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that Miami has enough individual and team defenders to make this a series. Um, and then, you know, they're much better role players. Yeah. Um, because if I always do this thing when I when I look at the court. I say, okay, it's, <laughs> it's you know, the, the Lakers have the two best players, obviously, LeBron mm-hmm. and AD. But then how far down do you have to go to get to the, the Lakers' third best player? And in this situation, I would say uh, six. Six. So you got. You go LeBron. You go LeBron. LeBron. You well, You go AD. LeBron. Mm-hmm. And then you go Bam, Jimmy, Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. And then I think I would go. Uh, Rondo. You go Rondo over and Dragic Duncan right Robinson. now. I'd go Duncan Robinson over Dragic, and then, but I'd go what? Rondo uh, and then those two. Yeah. You would go... The way Rondo has played this series, yes. That is very, very interesting to me. Yes, um, the way Rondo has played this series, I'd go Rondo. Because I don't... Hold on a second. Honestly, I'm, the way... If, if we're judging off of this series, Jimmy Butler would be further down that list. For sure. It would be A.D. LeBron, Bam, Tyler Hero. And then we'd go, if you want to go Dragic or 
you know, or I go Rondo. Man, Dragic in the playoffs right now is averaging 21 points, four and a half assists, four and a half rebounds, a steal, shooting 38% from three, uh, and 45% from the floor. I there's not a whole lot better. I, I there there's no way. I mean, you can look at those stats and see that, and that's great and all, but that don't do nothing for me. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing, but and it's more so, it's more so specific to what exactly this Rondo does for the Lakers, not just who he is in general, but sure. what he does for the team. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely as being important. that playmaker that we absolutely needed um outside of LeBron James and like you say him being able to hit down wide open shots especially at how he's been since he's been back the importance of him over some of these other guys is yeah I, I think you know I, I would say Dragic because Dragic is you know running offense but he's also getting his own shot and he's being super duper effective yeah so you know you talk about a consistent scoring like Dragic is is, is he's not gonna give you that 30 point game but he ain't gonna give you no 10 15 point game either like I he, think he will be against the Lakers though he averaged 21 points a game and he gonna give you 21 points a game like that's I, that I, is, I think the Lakers eliminate him though not eliminate him but I think the Lakers definitely knock him off 21 4 4 shooting 45 percent they could. Y'all have really I think good defense. Rondo, Carwell, Pope. I, I think those guys are able to knock him off of that. I mean, but like again, the, the guys that they're throwing at him now, smart Jalen Brown can't. And I think Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown are both better defenders. But then there's a whole lot of Kimball Walker in that too. Yeah, there is Kimball Walker in that. Um, I don't know. He's not going to get the Kimball Walker break because you know yeah, even even even. Even Caruso is a great, you know, mm-hmm. a, a great defensive player. So it's going to be interesting to watch that series. Uh, I really do uh, want to see it. I think it's going to be fun for us just because we both uh, are fans of the yeah. respective teams. Absolutely. Um, I think this is the first time that uh, our teams have uh, played each other in any or, or potentially can play each other in anything of substance. So this is going to be fun because, uh, you know, football, we, we, we rep the same team. Yeah. Uh, both college and NFL. Um, yep. And then, football, yeah. you know, uh, college basketball, it's so hard to get chalk in the final four. So, yeah. I don't know if we – we probably should see uh, UNC Kentucky uh, more often, but we don't. Don't so work out that way. It don't ever work out that way. So this is this is the first time uh, in our ten years of friendship that we gonna have something like this where we rooting against each other actively. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so this is gonna be fun. But let's um let's move to um to college football. Uh, we're not gonna talk games uh, with college football here. Um, but uh, obviously everybody knows that. Uh, We've got the big, big elephant in the room being COVID. 
uh, COVID-19. That's something that has been uh, just quietly looming over all sports, right? We're, We're enjoying it. We're getting our feel good. But at the end of the day, we do have to look up and say, okay, when is COVID going to rear its ugly head and take all of this away from us? Exactly. Um, And so, uh, obviously, professional sports, I was perfectly fine with them trying because, you know, these players make, this is how they make their money. This is how they make their living. If they want to go to work, let them go to work because they're getting Exactly. Yep. You know, uh, if they want to go and risk it, um, because you know there's that there's that money on the line. Let them do that. Um, the thing I've always felt way more gross about um, is this push for college football. Yeah. Um, because you know we're not gonna get into the, dy- the 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 dynamics and the power structure of college football with you know with the payers not, players not being paid or being paid in quote unquote education, right? But you know these are kids, right? And so you're sending these kids out there um, more, not even for them, but because it's such a revenue driver for these schools. Yeah. Like college football covers all of the other sports. Like unless you're a major basketball school, yeah. right? College football is going to cover your uh, women's basketball, football. your men's basketball, your tennis team, your lacrosse team, your soccer team. None of those teams make any money, and none of those teams would be able to field teams if it was not for these football programs. And so, um, you know, obviously from a business standpoint, you have to have to do it. But um, from a human standpoint, you know these college kids are not getting paid, and so it's like, why do you do this? Um, especially because they are kids, they don't have the maturity, the same kind of maturity as, as some of these NFL players. They don't have the money attached to where there is they're more incentivized to completely isolate themselves and be in a bubble and you know all that stuff. They don't have families to worry about bringing this home to. Yeah, then they're on college campuses with other college kids who are doing dumb shit, like having COVID parties, seeing who could get COVID first. Like, and so, and so, you know, you put them on the same campus as those kids, even if they are being responsible, and you're going to have, unfortunately, some cases. And we are seeing that we've already this college football season had 21 games canceled um, due to COVID. And that's not teams that not playing the season. That's games of teams that were supposed to be playing. And then it got to Saturday and was like, yeah, dog, uh, we come out here, everybody going to die. So, <laughs> so, so, so they had to cancel the games. And I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on um, college football in particular, and and how they're going to handle this, but sports as a whole, because we still got a lot of baseball left. We don't have much basketball left, but we got a lot of baseball left, um, and we have a lot of NFL. NFL. And, and so I'm wondering what what um, in your head uh, you think we're going to maybe see uh, the rest of the season, and just how you feel about what's going on in college football. So when it initially came back to having the conversation with sports coming back, um, NBA was something where you looked at it and it said, man, that's a, they, they have a plan that 
seems like if they can get everybody on board, that will work. And the NBA bubble has basically ran spotless to this point. You're like, okay, well, cool, fine. Uh, baseball and the NFL, this, well, baseball next decided that they were going to go on with their season without a bubble. And I looked at baseball and I said, that's not going to work. Uh, having these teams travel from city to city, they're staying in different hotels, they're riding different planes, it's, it's, it's not going to work. And immediately as that started up, baseball ended up having, they're running into their issues with COVID having a few different teams run into it and props to baseball because they were able to find a quick solution to that without having to cancel their season. Yep. And as soon as, as soon as, Oh, go ahead. I will, I will say the thing, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The thing about baseball though, is baseball does have a incredibly deep farm system where they can just keep pulling players up from the minors. Um, where nobody else really has anything like that. So, yeah, that's also um, true. Um, and the thing, the thing about professional sports in general, though, is like you talked about, they're professionals. These are adults whose their money is on the line here. This is how they make their living. You would think that they have, um, they have a better understanding at what's at stake so they'll they'll do what it takes to keep themselves safe yeah. uh because that's where their money is coming from so once baseball hit their hit their issues with COVID and were able to resolve it I saw it and said bam that's that's the that's the blueprint for football because yeah. now for NFL because now you see what happened and you see how they went about it but you also see what they went how they went wrong or where they were and how to not do that. So that gave me more faith in the NFL. Um, I was never on board with college football. I was never on board with college football. Um, NFL, NBA, baseball. For one, they have the money to test these players often. Yep. <laughs> and when I say they testing these players, what, two times a week at least at this point, yep. when they started off, they were testing them every day. Yep. Um, college football doesn't have that, and even the universities that have the money to do so, it's not. It's not everyone. Everybody can't do that, right? Um, and then the second thing is something that you touched on. They are kids. These are still kids. You're not paying them. They they don't have. They don't have the judgment. The I, I don't want to say they don't have. It's hard for anybody in college football, especially people who are juniors or seniors who are looking forward to the NFL draft, it's hard for them to look clearly and be like, no, I have to stay away from this disease because I don't want it to kill me or I don't want to give it to anybody who's um, who's close to me. It's hard for them to clearly come to that conclusion when they're being blurred by, look, my draft stock. I got I to gotta get to the draft next year. I got to mm-hmm. get to where I can make money. Um, and you you got to take those type of decisions out of the hands of kids. <laughs> yeah, and, kids. and I, even if you want to put the utmost faith in the responsibility of these college athletes with their own bodies, right? Um, you 
still have to look at college as a whole. Exactly. And if you have ever been on a college campus, like there are so many more, the other people will put you in more danger most of the time than yourself. Exactly. Um, and that ain't even got to do with COVID. <laughs> so, so you know, you could be, you know, completely doing everything that you should be doing, and exactly, and you know, just co- young young people are idiots. Like, and they, we were idiots when we were young. Like young people are idiots, and they have been idiots about COVID. Um, yeah, we've seen this. Um, you know, and and we just had a, a player. Um, recently up in uh Pennsylvania uh college football player died yeah um, from covid complications and it's like um yeah i it, it, how much of that do you allow to happen before you say okay we got to shut this down like and it was at a school that nobody really cares about yeah um, it was at uh California University um but not in California. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> California uh University of Pennsylvania. Um and so uh and they don't even have students on campus. Yeah. Uh on that on that school uh, as that school. So uh you, you look at uh one of the it was funny but not funny in a ha ha way. Like I laughed in a high highway, but it was funny in a more fucked up way. Yeah. When they were interviewing Ed Orgeron about COVID, and he said, "Uh, yeah, we should be okay because most of our players have had it already." Exactly. And I was like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully they'll get it again. What? That's like that can't be how we approach in this situation. Um, it just cannot be. And so I, I I feel very, very bad about it. Um, I hope um, that they cancel it, but in a way, uh, my hopes on them canceling it, um, I feel bad for hoping they cancel it because I know the only way they're going to cancel it is if people start dying. Or, yep. getting, you know, or Trevor Lawrence is the one who's now got have COVID or a player of, of that magnitude. Right, because they're not going to be forward looking. They're not going to sit there and say, Okay, well, we just had to. We've already had to cancel twenty-one games in a very, very limited slate of games. Yeah, like <laughs> um, we have we already had to cancel twenty-one of them. Maybe we should stop. Um, they're not going to do that. We it's, have college game day tomorrow, and right. one of the head coaches not going to be there because he got COVID. Right, and so it's like, what? What are we doing with these? Like. What are we doing with these kids? What are we doing? Why does our why is our feel good so hung up on this? Like, why can we not just be like, all right, you know what? We got the NFL. They playing for now. Like, why do we have to put these kids at risk? Like, and that? and and there was no and and that was the 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 biggest thing about um, college football was there was no way that you could see to where. You would feel comfortable sending them out there at all. None. None. There was no way because even if you said, "Hey, we only gonna allow our football players on campus," it's still the travel. You know, it's still what they do when what these kids are going to do when they're not. 
you know, at football practice when they're not training is mm-hmm. there was no way to keep them safe in all of this. And it seems like they saw that and was like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do to keep them safe. So let's just throw them out there. Yep. And, you know, that that's just that's that's terrible. You know, I just I, I think that um, like moving forward, like we really got to have a discussion. Because you know we 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 talk about um or, or not we because uh, it don't it don't be us uh, it doesn't tend to be young people and it doesn't tend to be black people that that sit on this line of you know college college athletes shouldn't be played shouldn't be paid yeah um but you know we got to look at this and we got to say okay you expecting them to go out and put their bodies on the line fye for your entertainment um and you still over there arguing about how they shouldn't get paid when you are seeing um just how quickly the system could crumble without them exactly. um you know these coaches these coaches they making millions of dollars a year um and and so it's gonna it is going to be i would think that it would be hard for people to then to continue to argue that college athletes should not be paid after this, but you know people still will. Yeah, they definitely um, will. <laughs> um, so um, just that said, uh, everybody in our audience, please, uh, you know, remain safe. We we haven't forgotten about you know this thing that's out there. Uh, we know a lot of people have been impacted, um, and, and you know it 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 has trickled over into sports in a way. Um, that hopefully, you know, we can have some smarter conversations about it moving forward and how we handle just stuff like this as a whole. Um, you know, we we love what we're doing here on this show um, and we need sports to be able to do it. But at the end of the day, you know, we care about people being safe as well, um, especially, you know, young people being safe. Yeah. Uh, with, with their whole lives ahead of them and whole careers ahead of them. Because we, the other thing is we don't, we still don't know the long-term effects of this. Like we exactly. don't know, uh, you know, you get COVID, like are you going to have lung issues that are not going to allow you to even be able to play NFL football uh, or any type of competitive football uh, for the rest of your life? Or, you know, neurological issues have arisen with this thing. Like, uh, kidney issues have arisen but there's a lot of stuff that's that's coming heart issue exactly there's so much stuff that's coming along with covid it ain't just like (laughs) oh i'm sick like no um it's i'm sick and i got better and i'm still sick like (laughs) oh now i'm permanently sick you know so like that that is something um i just feel like we should not it should be, we should have a little bit stronger of a moral compass as a country when we talk about sending people into these types of situations. Everybody has to do their part, and then us as adults have to take on the best interest for our youth. Absolutely. Whew, that was intense. Oh, um, so let's, uh, let's go NFL. Let's, uh, let's sign it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, and talk some football. We're going to pick some games. Um, I don't think there's anything super interesting just yet in week two that we need to talk about a whole lot. 
um, out, um, it, outside of um, the injuries have been crazy insane to stars at that um you are having uh just a, a wild 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 slate of injuries over these first two weeks of football and it makes me wonder a little bit um because we heard it say um we heard it be said uh around the pac 12 where the coaches were like when they made the decision to play football, they were like, yeah, y'all want to play football when? In October? Ain't no way. It was like, because like simulating the game speed and the game conditioning and all that stuff takes a really, really long time. And NFL not having, um, having limited practice, not having a preseason, all that stuff. I'm wondering how much has that done to not have these players' bodies as ready for the punishment of NFL games um, as it could be. And are we going to have one of these seasons where we are seeing a bunch of bodies on the ground uh, by the end of the year, not from COVID, but because, you know, the, the training and conditioning prior to the season was not able to be what it should have been. And you know, what's crazy when I look at it, I don't, I don't completely feel like that. I, I I don't completely feel like not having a preseason is a huge part of why we're seeing so many injuries. Um, you knew coming in, you were going to see a lot of hamstring injuries, just because, like you say, the the game speed and, and things like that. You were going to see those. The 49ers thing, I think, was more about their field than them not being their bodies not being prepared. Um, and the fact that players gave, you know, gave word to concerns about that, their playing situation in their field. Um, and every year we go through this every year, those first few weeks come and we're always saying, man, it seems like more injuries than the last year. That's every year. I think the difference this year is we're seeing the bigger names, you know, mm-hmm. it's never, Oh, we lost Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa all in the same day. It's never that, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's never, it's more, you know, it's smaller names there, but this year it has been huge names going out. Uh, Like I said, Sunday, Sunday was a crazy day for injuries. Um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully as the season goes forward, where it doesn't keep up at this pace. Because if it keeps up at this pace, then, that's equivalent to the NBA playing in a bubble. <laughs> um, that's how dramatic it could change the landscape of the season. But hopefully we've seen the worst of the worst uh, in, in those regards. But yeah, injuries have been crazy through two weeks. Absolutely. So um, uh, in terms of games, um, you know, that we got for you guys, uh, we're going to pick a few games. We're going to do things a little different than we've done on Friendly Fire before. We're going to start giving y'all some picks against the spread. So uh, for those of you um, that, that do like to place place bets, uh, I know it's legal in a lot of places now. Uh, you know, uh, you can follow us and, and see if we can uh, maybe even get, get a little money together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
as you can tell, I really like money. It makes me happy. Uh, so, uh, Sid, uh, first game that we are picking, what we got? What's on? What's on our? Uh, uh we're gonna start with Rams Bills. Rams Bills. Okay, you have the lineup for that game. Uh, Bills minus two and a half. Bills minus two and a half. Um, so this has been uh this is an interesting matchup for me. Um, because Josh Allen has been way, way better than I think anybody thought he would be this year. Yeah. Uh you're talking about through two games, uh Josh Allen, seven hundred and twenty seven yards, six touchdowns, hundred and twenty two point eight quarterback rating. No picks. Uh, no picks. No um picks. he has been great. Um, Stefan Diggs has been uh, what they needed <laughs> exactly what they needed over there, and uh, yeah, man, I, I, I like that team. I think, uh, you know, I, I think, I think they have uh, they have what you, they have what they need to win, um, this year. And I, I know I think I left them out of my postseason predictions, but uh, I, I'm starting to see the light a little bit a couple of weeks in. If Josh Allen can be this, then they they definitely can do some things. Their defense, you know, has always been good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, in this game, uh, and, and the Rams, even though they are also 2-0, the Rams have not impressed me at all. Especially not offensively. Um, um, yeah, especially not offensively for the Rams. Right. Uh, they, they've been solid defensively, but uh, you know, they held, they held the Cowboys 17 points. They have the Eagles to 19 points. So they haven't given up 20 points in a game yet um, this year. Um, granted, it's only been two that they played, um, but both against offenses that should give you more than that. Yeah. Uh, and so their defense holding up. Uh, <clears throat> but I do think it's this is going to come down to which offense can uh, – can just get something because these different these different these defenses are both really good. Whoa, what just happened to me right there? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, these defenses are both very good, so I do think that uh, you'll end up seeing um, it be who can actually get get some get some scoring, and I think that's gonna be the bill. So I'll take the bills and the points. Um, Especially, I think the Bills are getting Tremaine Edmonds back this week. Okay. Um, and Matt Milano, so their defense is only going to be better. Uh, they're getting, they're getting, uh, they're getting their linebackers back, and that's gonna. That's, that's huge. Gonna yeah. For them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't know that. See, that changes things because I was going to take the Rams. I, I do. They haven't been clicking on offense like we we think they should be, but I I think that they they can only get better going you know throughout the season, um and they have more weapons than Buffalo does on offense, um. But I think I'm with you on this one. I'm, I'm gonna go Bills and the points. Cool. Um. So then. Uh, the next game, do you want to talk Seahawks-Cowboys? Yes, Seahawks-Cowboys. Uh, 
So what is the spread on Seahawks Cowboys? Uh Seattle is minus four and a half. Seattle minus four and a half. Huh. This is a tough one, uh for me, honestly. Um just because the Seahawks have been so bad defensively. And that is we did not I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, but they haven't been good. <clears throat> yeah. They have not been good. Um, they have the worst passing defense so far through two weeks in the NFL. Um, and I believe that I read that their passing defense is the worst through two games of any passing defense since 2000. Oh, that can't be true. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go. I, I'm a, we Saints fans. We know give, that's not true. Give, give me a second <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to just uh, that, say this. I know one of the Rob Ryan seasons, I feel like we gave up 2,000 yards in the first two weeks. Um, let's see. Um, but so yeah. they have they have allowed a league worst eight hundred and forty seven passing yards through two games. Um, and okay, what 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 the what the 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 worst since two thousand is? Uh, in two games, they have uh, given up more than twenty three. They've given up twenty three. Uh, plays uh of 16 or more passing yards oh wow which uh no no team has has given up that many since uh since 2000 yeah yeah so that is where they are they have been been terrible they've given up a lot of big plays a lot of big plays um that said um I don't know how much the Cowboys would be take it, be able to take advantage of them giving up such big plays on in the passing game. Um, we we're gonna have to see. Um, <clears throat> they they are uh, actually you know doing well with these big games. Uh, I mean uh, they've getting they're getting a lot of good runs, and I think they have more. 10 yard plays to anybody in the league as well. Hmm. The Cowboys do. Yeah. Um, it's been the, the struggle for them has been, um, you know, putting the ball in the end zone consistently. Uh, they, they did come back against the Falcons and, and end up having a, a, a crazy comeback, but <laughs> that offense looked stagnant for a lot of that game and then exactly. just broke out. Um, and so, and you know the, the their first game, um, I think they put up 19 points or 17 points, um, and so it, we die, I don't think we know who this Cowboys team offensively is yet, um, it, and so, um, but I also don't think that the that the Seahawks defense has um, has stepped into form. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick. Seattle 
and the points. Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle and the points here. Um, because I do think that they're in a lot more of an offensive groove. Yeah. And I do think that um, it, it, it can be a little bit deceiving when you are up by as much as they have been up and teams are having to try to get the ball down the field aggressively. Exactly. Um, all the time. And so that can definitely look a lot more like um, – Oh, we giving up a whole bunch when they're not really necessarily giving up a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, I'm a, I'm gonna take Seattle on the points. What about you? The Cowboys aren't the team that we saw in the first half against Atlanta, but they also aren't the team that we saw in the second half either. They're somewhere in between. Um, but they have so many weapons on offense. It's hard for me to believe that they won't figure that out. Um. I'm going to take I'm going to take Seattle to win but not to cover. I think even yeah. if I think even if Seattle gets out and uh gets out to a big lead, it'll just be another one of those games where a team is closing in at the end, just making it uh seem more close than what it really was. Mm-hmm. Um what, which is what it should have been uh for Atlanta last week against the Cowboys. Um, so yeah, I, I'll take them to win. I don't think they're gonna cover though. Cool. Um, the next uh, Packers Saints. Packers Saints. Uh, Sunday night. Um, that's gonna be a fun game. Um, obviously, you know, you would say uh Saints being at home would be the advantage but no fans so exactly uh you get to see two great quarterbacks um play in a dome which is always fun uh the problem is I don't know if Drew Brees is necessarily Drew Brees um this year um he doesn't look phenomenal he doesn't look terrible but he doesn't look that good either um it could be a function of the offense and them saving his arm um, cause you know, he is doing a whole lot of that short stuff, a whole, 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 whole lot more yeah. of it than, than in the past, even though that has been a big key, mm-hmm. uh, to their offense for years, but it's, it's just, it seems to be their whole offense, um, now, um, don't and also you have Michael Thomas playing this week. Also, it's, it's, it's not like he has too many options to get downfield either. Right. And that's right. that's a big part of that too. It's not just oh Drew Brees doesn't have the arm and it, hell who gonna get out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, I really would have liked to see them draft a wide receiver in this draft with as heavy. Um, it was a very very deep wide receiver class. Yeah, and for them to not go get one um, was crazy because I think C.D. Lamb was on the board. Um, when the Saints picked in that first round. Like, I, I get it, but I don't think you pass up on that kind of talent. When you I don't have think he was I think he went right before. Um, I think that's what it was. Maybe. Um, but you still had guys there. Um, and so it's going to be it's, – it's, it hasn't played out to see how good, you know, those guys are going to be. But I do think that that could have gave them some, some other options. Yeah, um, of course. 
uh, that's it. Uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. Um, yeah. But they're gonna probably possibly be without their best receiver as well, and Devontae Adams. Um, and so you know you take away the one receiver that Aaron Rodgers has, and the one receiver that Drew Brees has. <laughs> Um and it's gonna be defense in the running game and who which quarterback can manage the game better and squeeze a few a little bit more out of the wide receivers they have. Um I I I really hate to do this and pick against my 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 own team. Um uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Packers here, actually. Um I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Saints. I'm gonna take this side. I do like um fortunately there's no Darren Waller on the other side of the ball uh <laughs> this Sunday night. So I, I do like our defense uh better than Green Bay's, especially our run defense. And if there's no Devontae Adams, then I'm not that scared of whoever they he gonna be throwing the football to. Um and like I say, we we've we have the better run defense for sure um i can't name a uh, i can't name another green bay wide receiver off the top of my head are they still running that geronimo dude out there no i don't think they, got <laughs> they ain't got geronimo no more oh uh, man. scantly or something like that um a yeah whole, no a whole bunch, bunch of, of nothing that nobody knows yeah so I'm not I'm not scared of of any wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams, and we have a good run defense. So I I think we're going to be able to pull that one off. And then of course it's the it's minus three. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take the Saints. Okay, uh, so we disagree there, uh, but I think we're, we're we're the same everywhere else, right? Uh, I took. I took Seattle, but I didn't take them to cover. We okay, didn't you didn't take them to take cover. Them to cover. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we got all the same winners, and you don't have Seattle covering. And then uh, the last game, which I think this was the regular season game last year between these two teams might have been the best game of football I've ever seen in my life. Um, and so I'm, or, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. This is going to be so much fun. Hopefully. Yeah, this definitely both get the Sunday night game and the Monday night football game should be really, really good and really exciting. Uh, Chiefs Ravens, uh, Ravens minus three and a half. Um, I still gotta go with the Chiefs here. Um, it, until somebody shows me that they can do anything, I just mean just a, a little bit, just something. <laughs> Do something with this team's offense. Then the Chargers did a good job. The they, Chargers I mean, hey, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, but um, you know, first game of the season, no pre, like, no, like, man, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is averaging five yards a carry right now, which is wild to add to that offense. Um, you know. I just I just think they have too much. I don't think the Ravens have enough on offense to beat this team. They can hang with them. I don't think that they can beat them. Um, you know, any given Sunday, sure, but 
yeah, or, or in this case, any given Monday. But uh, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I got I got Chiefs, and I actually think um, not only do they win, I, 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 I would go as far as to say they win by at least a touchdown. That's crazy. Um, I'm taking Baltimore. Uh, to me, Baltimore by far has a better defense than Kansas City. And just just about as much firepower on offense. They don't have the same amount of speed as Kansas City, but they have the same amount of firepower as Kansas City on offense with what Lamar Jackson can do uh, running the football, but just what they can do as a team running the football, honestly. But plus what they're able to do with Mark Andrews. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore, uh, three and a half. Ah. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore to win in a couple. Man, so interesting uh, kind of off-topic NFL thing that I found interesting. Um, I'll play a game with you. Can you guess who right now has the most yards passing in the NFL? In the NFL. Most yes. yards passing in the NFL through two weeks. Um, if I had to guess, I would go Gardner Minshew. wrong, by the way. Whoa, you are actually right. Wow. 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 Yes, it is Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, not only is he leading um, the league in yards, but he is also fourth in completion completion percentage. Yeah. Um, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. Um, How many has he thrown? Three or four now? Three? Three. Yeah. So, uh, he... He up there in uh, Tom Brady territory. Interceptions. Only only quarterbacks that have thrown more interceptions than him and Tom Brady is Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins. I don't know if that's company you want to be in. Not at all. But Michigan has already played three games as well. And he played last night. Oh yeah. This this is not as interesting as I thought. He still would have been the league leader in passing, even if you don't Mm -hmm. include. I'm quite sure he was still leading the pass. Nope. Who was Josh Allen? Yep. Oh, it can't be yeah. by much. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen um, is only 60 yards behind uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Minshew had uh, a game last night. With not having uh, again, and then uh, Matt Ryan is not far behind that. Matt Ryan stone for 723. Dak I think Dak would be up there, yeah, because of yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you know, two get two, two game guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick is there from you know because of last night, but yeah, um, Teddy Bridgewater will round out that that top. Uh, uh, Teddy two gloves. I'm 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 proud of Teddy, man. He over there just game managing. One touchdown, two interceptions. You know, that's too many interceptions. He tripping seventy two percent 
completion percentage. He, you know, he's just out there. He's just doing a little bit, doing what, taking what the defense give him, I guess. I don't it's, about, know. it's about to get a whole lot worse with McCaffrey on the bench. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, is there um, anything, outside of the games that we picked, is there anything um, in particular that you are going to be looking out for uh, this week? Um, honestly, I don't think so. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how injuries affect some of these teams, especially a team like San Francisco, who lost what five, six players on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects them. It's going to be interesting to see Devontae Freeman return into football, uh, after not being signed over the uh, offseason. Um, but that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest storyline for me going into this week is seeing how teams who were affected by these major injuries, how they're going to rebound. Like we just talked about the Panthers. We know Christian McCaffrey was their whole offense. So what do you do now? Do you let Teddy Bridgewater go out there and throw the football 30 plus times a game? Or do you start trying to, do you hand it off to, uh, I think his backup is Mike Davis. Do you hand it off to him 25 times a game? Either way, I think you lose. But it's going to be interesting to see how they how they play that. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So, <laughs> uh, hey, man, uh, I think this has been a, a great a great episode. Um, I, 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 oh, the thing that I think I'm looking forward forward to this week and just in the coming weeks. Uh, it was something that we kind of talked about is seeing uh, I, I do want to see a little bit more from this receiving class, this receiving class that yeah. came out, um, you know, was being talked about as great. And they look pretty good. Uh, C.D. Lamb, in terms of yardage, is a top 15 receiver through two weeks. Um, Jerry Judy, his name is up in the in the conversation. Um, LaVisca Chenault has played well. Yeah, he has. Um, and so, you know, I, I would like to see, um, you know, what some of these other guys can do. Um, you know, especially, uh, like, uh, you know, rugs, uh, seeing him start to, to get, you know, some more, uh more yards and some some more uh just some more burn i think yeah. he only has uh he he he's doesn't have a, a lot going i think he has what 59 yards receiving so far this year yeah and but he he has been yeah like that we spent all monday worried about him going over the top <laughs> and let darren waller beat us in every way uh, because we're so worried about him beating us over the top. So yeah. Um, but uh, we also, you know, are seeing Justin Jefferson uh, play pretty solid um, football through two weeks, and uh, up in Minnesota, uh, Jalen Rager up in uh, Philly. Philly. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Pittman's been okay. Uh, you know, he he's gotten. Uh, a lot of catches, but they've been like shorter stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but 
you know, we we kind of saw a possession receiver out of him even in college. Um, you know, T. Higgins hasn't hasn't gotten uh, very many opportunities yet in Cincinnati in Cincinnati, but I wasn't expecting him to. I don't know why they drafted him to be honest, just because they have such a crowded uh, a, a crowded wide receiver situation there. Yeah. Um, the the surprise. The surprise of this wide receiver class has been Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool has been. Chase uh, Clay, I feel like Chase Claypool had one catch last week that went for eighty uh, yards and a touchdown. That, that maybe that's what that it is. It. Yeah, that was it. Like, maybe that's what it is. But you know, through two games, five catches, hundred twenty-seven yards. Yeah, that's I, exactly what that is. You know, look, man, we out here. Ain't nobody else doing it. Something oh. that shocked me. Well, yeah, it it was shocking. Um, this past week was a great week for tight ends across the mm-hmm. NFL. Oh, like they had tight ends having ridiculous games that was that ended with Darren Waller, but it started with I think Jordan Reed had two touchdowns for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh Jaseki in Miami had a crazy game. Um. Yep. Yeah, there were a few. There were a few tight ends. Um, Johnu Smith in Tennessee had a, a, a three touchdown game, I think. So tight ends had a great, a great show in uh, this past Sunday. Absolutely. So I, I'm. It's it's gonna be fun. Um, gonna be fun watching this weekend. I'm I'm definitely excited. Uh, hopefully, you know, we don't have the injuries that we had last hopefully. week. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, as much as I love football, we start seeing all these stars go out. I'm I'm not about to be out here watching Gardner Minshew be the best player in the, in the NFL. <laughs> so I was telling you, nah, y'all y'all gonna get a, a very different form of me on this podcast. <laughs> y'all, all y'all gonna get is jokes all day because they gonna be like, yo, you see the game last night? I did not. I did not see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we definitely the the injuries definitely need to calm down <laughs> going forward. Yeah, because if if they don't, I'm gonna stop watching. I ain't I see. <laughs> but uh, you know, that said, man, uh, again, great week of, of show, um, and uh, we'll do another one uh, after this weekend. So, uh, hopefully. For both of us in our mental sanity, uh, these conference finals are wrapped up and we'll be able to talk uh, NBA finals uh, next Tuesday when we come back and talk yeah. NFL weekend. Uh, if not, we'll still be uh, sitting here trying to figure out if, if these teams going to get their way back. Yeah, uh, we, we can have that going on because that would be what? <laughs> That'd be two games. That'd be game seven. We'd be looking at game seven for each. Yeah, game. we'd look at two game sevens, <laughs> which would be freaking awesome. Uh, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think we'll get that, especially not with two teams that um, have lost a combined what four games this playoffs or now five. Um, because you guys lost one in each. We've series. lost three. Yeah, yeah, y'all lost one. We we lost two. We lost, oh, two. Uh, okay. Yeah, we lost one against the Celtics and one against the Bucks. 
Okay, yeah. Um, so, yep, five games. Yeah, so five total games in this playoffs between these two teams that look like they're about to run into each other in the in the finals. And yet, you know, nobody seems to think that one of those teams belongs there. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to be interesting and fun for sure. But uh, let's get out of here. Let's let the people go. Uh, again, if you want to uh, follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, OMG It's D Glasper. Uh, and Sydney, where can they get you at? Uh, on Twitter, I am at Sydney Henry uh, I I I. And, and, and give them the give them the Friendly Fire Twitter as well. Um, at Friendly Fire O Eight. At Friendly Fire O Eight. At Friendly Fire O Eight. So look, guys, it has been wonderful. Um, and uh, signing off. What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at Friendly Fire 08.